Oh, it is that time. Uh, I've um, yeah, I, I've chopped up some things we watched. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've given given those a little simmer. Mm. I've got some things we've listened to in the oven. I'm going to roast them before we oh. throw them in. Oh yeah, just mix them right in with the the rest of the pot. Yeah, yeah with the rest of that. I have um, put in about two litres of skits. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, some things we played in there as well, just like really like chunky. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, gonna, it's always going to be good. They'll soften up really good in there. They'll soften up really good, yeah. As I say, we've got uh, like the skits just, it's really coming up to the boil now, so I'm going to turn that down and leave it for like just a few hours. Oh, just so that it can really sort of... Yeah, really yeah. soften everything up and like really it'll be like good. Mix all those flavours. Good nicely. and hearty. Just what we need in this weather. It is a queer and pleasant soup. Mmm. Wholesome and delicious. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a catch-up about our weeks and do silly skits and voices and talk about the media we have consumed in the week. How you doing, sleepyhead? <laughs> I wasn't yawning during your intro. Yeah, I caught you doing a big yawn. My intro's just so boring. I know, I know. <laughs> it's up to one o'clock editing accessibility. I know, we were both up pretty late last night. We, 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 we both are having a case of the sleepies today. Very many sleepies. Yeah. You've still got two dice to record tonight. Yeah, I've still got dice to record tonight. <laughs> the, the joys of working in creative work. Multiple jobs, multiple jobs, multiple Never gonna jobs. Get just to make ends meet. Never gonna get sleep. <laughs> no sleep. Uh, we should start by talking about things we've played this week. That's usually where we start the podcast. Mm, that is where we start, what, isn't it? What have you played this week? What have I played? Well, we, we, we played a game of Brass Birmingham that was so close. It was very, very, very like close. two points, was it? Three points? Uh, two points apart, our scores were. Yeah. This this is a board game we've talked about before. You're trying to be industrialists building, you know, coal mines and uh, yeah. iron forges. and Between 1770 and 1870, yeah. you are basically captains of industry and basically building like uh, cotton mills mm. and um, I think they're actually textile factories yeah. um, and uh, in manufactured goods and, and pottery and pottery and, and like opening coal mines yeah. and, and iron mines or iron yeah. foundries basically you've got uh, iron mine uh, iron foundries and coal mines are basically your resources which you then use to build the things that are going to be worth more points in the end game mm -hmm. and you're going to build this whole like network of, of either canals or later rail to connect everything up together so that you can reach new new places mm -hmm. um it was a really interesting game of it we played it was because i think i think we've now sort of played enough games that we sort of like have a rough idea of yeah. strategies. It's it's been a while since we've played, which meant that my memory of what strategizing was in that game was a yeah. bit flaky. But I remembered one thing, which was at the end of the first half of the game, try and make sure you have uh, lots of level two iron and cold resources down in strategic places mm -hmm. before it switches to the other half. And basically a lot of your low level stuff halfway through the game gets wiped off the board and you have to sort of start somewhat from scratch. Yep. Um, you had a lot of like high point things in the first half, um, 
But I had done a lot of like just before it, the the midpoint. I was like, right, let's put down all these all these things that put me in a great position for the oh, second yeah, half. Oh yeah, you had loads of stuff sort of spread all over the place. Yeah, and I had been like, I'm just gonna try and get rid of all my level one stuff. And like the the fact that I had level two stuff on the board hadn't even occurred to me. It was like yes. I need this to do that. Oh, oh oh, I do have something down. Yeah. Oh dear. It's nowhere near the market, yeah. and I can't build well, that's, it. That's it. I put a lot of my level two stuff down near um, Birmingham, which is a great place to build in the second half because it has central. multiple spots. It's very central. It was right near the market where you could sell absolutely anything, and it meant like right from the start of the second half, I could jump in and get selling. Mm-hmm. And you were having to do a lot of like, I don't really want to go here, but that gets me towards where the action's happening. Yeah, and eventually I managed to sort of connect stuff to Birmingham, and from there it was like, now my game explodes. Yeah. But it took me way too long to work out exactly what I needed to do to get back in the game. I I think you'd have absolutely demolished me in that game had you you started in a slightly better position in the second half, because you... did a much better job of point scoring first half. Mm. You just the level two things you put down, you put down out the way. A little bit. Yeah. 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 And you your know, your poor positioning was the only reason I had time to catch up. It was it was definitely lack of forethought in that respect. But like I am getting better at going, here is the goal. The goal is goal is to score points. I will score points in this way. Yeah. Rather than what I, I used to do quite a lot was going, I, I I think this goes down now, and and that is a resource I need, and not necessarily going, I need this resource right now, but it's like, this is a resource that the board needs, and maybe I will get some points when all of that resource is gone and we can flip it. Yeah. Like, both of us in this game were building a lot less coal mines. It was a lot more, we'll buy from the coal market. Yeah. Like, the only time I had lots of coal mines was, again just before the half turned over because I was like cold is really useful at the start of the second half for getting those early train tracks down and I was like I know I will have good excuses to use this coal up yes um it'll be to my benefit to have it around mm-hmm. yeah we had a good game of Brawl Spurling yeah we did I'm very much I'm very, very much a fan of that game it is quite a heavy one though so yeah um, yeah it's, it's understandable that it doesn't come out quite as much I would Love at some point after lockdown to play this with like a bunch of people. I I would love to play this with a bigger group so there's more sort of fighting over like oh shit you've gone the place I wanted. Uh. But, but also the fact that the whole top of the board opens up. Yes, exactly. There's whole sections of of the board we haven't used. There's card types we've never seen before. Yep, and I I'm intrigued to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played a thing together in a single sitting. We did. We played through the entirety of the Switch uh, re. Remaster, reimagining, remake of uh, Link's, Link's Awakening. We did. The Zelda game. We did. I think both of us have a similar history with this, which is <laughs> we've both played it, in my case, more than more than once I've gone like, oh yeah, I'll play Link's Awakening. Yes, yeah, I And <laughs> just not quite stuck with it. Yeah, like got to like the second or third dungeon I... and been like, <laughs> I I made it further. I... I find that some of the game's later dungeons are a little bit convoluted and a little bit, if you don't know exactly what you're doing, it requires lots of backtracking and lots of, 
oh, this has thrown me to somewhere and it's going to take me like 15 minutes to work out how to get back to what I was doing. Yeah, and in the final third of that game, we were just using a walkthrough. Yeah, and I... I, and I was fine with that. Yeah, like, the fact that we opened up a walkthrough and it was like, hey, so this dungeon that you've looked up a walkthrough for is one of the most complicated and convoluted in the game, and if you don't know what you're doing, you will have to backtrack all the fucking time. You're like, oh, the it walkthrough... took us like two hours yeah. to get through it. The walkthrough has validated, like, our confusion... Oh my god, trying to find that one staircase. That, well, yeah. Like, e- even when we had everything else in the walkthroughs up and maps and stuff, couldn't find this one staircase. Yeah, so this is a complaint I have about Link's Awakening. The map system is not great. Sometimes there'll be a staircase somewhere in the in the level, and it will take you to, like, an underground passage that isn't on the map, and you'll pop up at a different staircase somewhere else in, in yep. the level. There is nothing to say... This staircase leads to this staircase. Yep. And because you can't, the map doesn't show you the corridor, you can't switch to another layer of the map and go, oh, okay, I can see that I'll come up roughly here. Yeah. Which meant we knew exactly where we needed to be, yep. and we just needed to find, okay, one of the, like, 12 staircases on this floor will take us there. And we literally, we like, went systematically went through and every we, single staircase. And we somehow missed it the first time around, but we would, like, we've been to every staircase. Why can't we fucking find the one that takes us to this one place? Like, that's, that's the kind of stuff that made me stop playing Link's Awakening the last time I tried to play it. Yeah. Um, but, like, here's the thing. Having made it through it, I had a lot of fun. Liked it. It's very cute. The music's it's, nice. It's very charming. It's very dense. It's there is stuff everywhere. There is no wasted space. Yeah, like they they do a really good job of going. Yeah, hey, you've you've probably been to this a little bit before, but you have definitely missed this. Yeah, or you've been unable to access this before. So you're going to be looping around a little bit, but in interesting ways, in interesting ways of you found something and you've done something. And I think that might have been the same with some of those final dungeons like that. Yeah. Um, that lava one. Yes. There are places we definitely didn't go. Yeah. And there was that's... a few times I was like, well, at no point in this have we been like in this direction or in that direction. But because it was so contrived generally and... The controls on that thing where you like put it on the lava and it just oh, fills in the yeah. holes or fills in like just holes generally, <laughs> just like this thing is horrible to stare. I those latter dungeons, I I just wanted to get through them. I didn't have any desire to go off the beaten path. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that like. When those dungeons were good, they were really good at times. They were just like they had really good moments spread out in like just unnecessarily convoluted ways at times. Um, Like, typically with a Zelda dungeon, I can follow some kind of through line and find the end of it. I'm not looking... I'm not looking for my Zelda dungeons to feel like uh, a labyrinth that is designed to keep you lost and confused. Mm -hmm. Which is what some of those later ones felt like. Indeed. Um, All the NPCs were very charming. Loved the little animal village. Um, A lot of the boss fights were very fun. Mm-hmm. And that game, the the remake's art style is adorable. Oh yeah, and I love that like little like occlusion thing at the at the oh, front yeah. of the screen that makes it look like all fuzzy and yeah, like you're filming on a very short um, <laughs> uh, focal length. Focal length. Yeah, I we had a delightful day playing through it. Yeah, but like, yeah, I am glad we pulled up a walkthrough and mm-hmm. just just went look, these last couple of dungeons were just good. Like, one of us will co-pilot and go, okay, head over there. No, go, no, don't do that. Just go around there. Also, fuck that secret ending. Oh, d- go through the whole game without dying to get, like, a 
teeny tiny bit different ending. Um, yeah, that game is quite difficult, and getting through it without dying once is not a thing I I think is viable for us. I think it could be done. I just don't, I don't think I could I, do I it. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, the amount of work I would have to put in to do that is not worth the payoff. No, not at all. I mean, look it up on YouTube. It's a nice, yeah, slightly tweaked ending, but pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about what about you? What else have you played this week? Uh, not a huge amount. I played Thirty Flights of Loving. Well, if you can call it playing. I experienced thirty flights of loving. <laughs> this is the thing with the boxy, the box people. Yeah, the voxel people. Yes, uh, by <laughs> Blendo Games, who made um, uh, Wonderful End of the World. Oh. Um, I think at some point I got a like a Blendo bundle, and uh, <laughs> like they they've got this quite interesting art style that's like fun. They tell an interesting story, but thirty flights of loving is just like if you don't know what's going on. Just like, here's the thing, okay, there's lots of stairs to walk up and down, okay, and I, I think I might be, like, performing a heist or something. <laughs> we might be all, we've been introduced to some characters, and there appears to be some kind of heist being planned. There's a lot of guns. There appears to be some kind of, like, prohibition going on in the city. Not quite sure what's going on there. There's a wedding. There's a cake. There's... Lots of people dancing while me and my friend sit there and get really, really drunk, I, I think. Um, and then, like, there's interspersed of scenes of the heist gone wrong and people getting shot and me sticking my other friend on a trolley and, like, <laughs> racing them through uh, an airport, maybe? <laughs> um, and then, like, escaping on in like on the back of a motorcycle or in cars. It was all over in about what, fifteen minutes, because hmm. you were watching me installing it and going, "What's that?" And I'm like, "It's it's thirty flies of loving." I don't. I don't so uh, like, are you? Are you? Oh, is that? I done? finished. Yeah, I finished it. Yeah. Um, and the ending's quite interesting. It sort of like does this like freeze frame, and then there's all these people sort of standing around drinking champagne. Okay. And, and like just going, hmm, the end of the game. Yes, that's very interesting. And like looking at uh, like posters for the game, and the credits are all up on like these orange boards around the room. I I don't know that I'll be rushing to play this one. Hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got it in a bundle at some point, and yeah. I I thought I'd already played it, which is why I probably waited so long to get into <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, it was resoundingly okay. Uh, I played some things this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing more Hades, yeah. just our regularly scheduled Hades update. Um, <laughs> I've now defeated uh, Hades six times. Six? Uh, I believe ten is where like something plot-wise <gasps> is going to happen. I, I don't know what, but ten is apparently the magic number I'm aiming for. Um, I finally got my first uh, win with a weapon that wasn't the, uh, the, the fists, because... Mainly, I've just been using my Gilgamesh fists to sort of dash around the room and uh, be invincible and murdering everything. Nice. Uh, I played with the gun, the big, the big gun, the most American, the most American gun. Um, yeah, it's the first time I've managed to win with one of the ranged weapons, <laughs> where I can't just rush in and punch everything foolishly with high defense. Right. Um, I did not expect to get through it. I got to the final boss with. No uh, death defiances, which mm-hmm. you sort of recover, yeah, yeah, uh, revives. 
Um, the only thing I had going for me is on the final level I picked up a thing that's like, if you have no death defiances, you very slowly recover health. Um, and I had the gun and some ice crystals that would slow the boss down. And it was entirely just drop my ice crystals, get get him slowed down, dodge away to a safe distance, shoot him with poison bullets. Uh, if he hits me, hide behind a wall for a second and try and like dodge, dodge, dodge until my health comes back a bit. Mm-hmm. And I had the tiniest little slither of health left when I defeated him. I thought I had lost and I won and I got Yay. very excited. So I'm continuing to enjoy Hades. Yay. I'm having a good time with that game. Awesome. Um, I'm feeling like I have gotten to grips with the mechanics and the gameplay loop enough that I might be able to start beating Hades with weapons that aren't the one weapon that I'm very good at. Mm. Um, which is good. I'm feeling more confident enough to like try the other weapons a bit more. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've been playing a game called Iconfell. Ooh, I've uh, heard good things about this. Yeah, I've been really digging this. Um, it's Owl House the game, right? <laughs> I'm, it's very Owl House. <laughs> yeah. I, are you looking for queer magic school game? Yeah. Because this is queer magic school game. Um, it is a top-down pixel art RPG that it basically imagine if that one wizard school that exists um, in in that one piece of media we don't talk about anymore. Um, you play, like, the sibling that didn't have magic. That, like, your older sibling got invited to wizard school and you're just like, oh, I guess, okay, fine. I guess I'll um, just go and learn geography. And and one summer, your sister just doesn't come home for the summer. So you turn up to this wizard school being like, I need to find out what the fuck happened to my sister. And as soon as you set foot on the, on the school grounds, fuck, I've got magic. What the fuck's going on here? Something weird is happening at the school that is... Giving magic to things that don't usually have magic, like animals on the ground are starting to exhibit magic, and um, you meet a bunch of your sister's friends on this adventure through this school that's on lockdown, trying to work out the mystery of like, what happened here? Where is your sister? What what is the big underlying mystery? Um, it is very queer. Yeah. Um, lots of uh, LGBT characters. Um. Lots of different types of non-binary characters, which is nice. Um, non-binary characters with different sets of pronouns. Yeah. There is a they-them non-binary person and a zizir non-binary person, mm-hmm. um, which is just cool to see. Yeah. Um, I believe there's some stuff to do with neurodivergency uh, that I Yay. haven't come across yet. Um, everyone... Uh, Owl House is a good comparison to make in terms of like the sort of energy these characters have when they interact with each other. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of writing. It feels very in that vein. Um, I like the cast of characters that we've been coming across. Mm-hmm. Um, all of their, all of their interactions. Um, there's a lot of nice accessibility stuff in this game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put on trigger warnings that are remarkably thorough. They are. They cover. They cover a lot of things that I wouldn't imagine other games would bother to cover mm-hmm. in trigger warnings for things like, um, oh, a character's about to have quite a big moment of self-loathing, for example, mm-hmm. or, you know, th- things of that nature that you go like, oh yeah, no, that may well be a trigger for someone. Um, the game has... So the combat system is generally a turn-based uh, combat system. You do your fights on a grid, um, and... Unlike a lot of games that have magic systems, there's no MP, there's no, oh, I've only got a certain amount of magic to use. Mm -hmm. 
but each of your attacks very much varies in what it can do. Right. Um, so it'll be like, this attack can fire at, at full strength at a single enemy on uh, two rows in front of you, mm-hmm. in whichever direction you're facing, or this one will get any enemies in this sort of square this distance away from you, but it will do reduced damage to each thing it hits. Yeah. Um, it's lots of like... This one will fire in a in a cross shape, so it'll hit things in a in this sort of pattern, and like trying to get yourself positioned right so that you can use the spells to hit, do as much damage as, as possible mm-hmm. at a time. Uh, additionally, it's got that kind of Paper Mario system where if you do an attack and you press the button at, as the attack's connecting, you do extra damage. If you press the button as an attack's hitting you, you take less damage. Um, in the accessibility settings. You can chain, you can tweak that whole button pressing thing. So, I think it's either like bad, nice, or great. Um, mm. You can make it so that you never get the worst one, so it'll always be either nice or great. Or right. you can just make it always be great if timing and button pressing is just not a thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the ability to add a just win the fight button, where mm. it will just kill every enemy on screen and give you the exp, which honestly has been great for like okay i'm fighting through a dungeon i fought that enemy multiple times i know how to beat it i i'm not gonna have fun having this fight again yeah i'll just hit the victory button i can't button. be asked to grind yeah like what i've found i've been doing honestly is i'll fight anytime i see a new enemy type i will make sure that i fight it and do the fight properly mm. uh, boss fights definitely do the fight properly or if there's a move that i'm like okay i need to get practice at this but once I'm like partway through a certain dungeon and I'm like, okay, I've, I've fought all these things. I've seen this thing. I kind of just want to progress. Already. I'll just hit the victory button a couple of times to speed myself up. And yeah. that's nice to have there. Yeah, there's definitely bits of Final Fantasy where I would have liked a button to do that. Yeah, a lot of the Final Fantasy ports on Switch have basically that button, which yeah. is nice for revisiting them. But like, there's a lot of stuff like this that's just nice quality of life things that make me more willing to give time to a to an RPG like this. It mm. feels less like it's trying to waste my time and more like, look, let's just let's just make sure you can have as much fun as you can with this in whatever ways are gonna work for you. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just a good, wholesome magic school RPG that's very that's very queer and yeah. very colourful and sweet and very well written and I'm having a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, I need to play more of it, but I'm I'm very much enjoying it, I can fell. Yeah. Uh, Have you played anything else this week? I played some Chaos Reborn. Tell us about that. You are a wizzy, and you have a book of spells that are represented on cards, and they have a percentage of being done or not, and you can, like, cast the sum of the spells with 100%, ooh, 100%, um, as illusions. So it could be like, I'm going to cast this elf over here. Is it real? Is it an illusion? Oh, if you if it doesn't get dispelled or dis disbelieved, <laughs> like some basic, you can use that uh, uh, an imaginary one, uh, an, an illusory one, uh, as a real one. It will have all the powers, and you won't have had to worry about the fact that it might not have spawned. <laughs> um, it is based on a decades-old Spectrum game, okay, called Chaos, which was basically just these beautiful little squiggles on a screen and bright mm. colours and you get like a randomly generated spell book mm. and your opponent gets a randomly generated spell book and you just like you can move around in cardinal directions 
you can cast spells around you in uh, in all uh, eight directions, mm. and like yeah, you have perc- had percentage chance of doing things. You could cast things that might start slowly building a wall around you. But ultimately, it's just wizards slinging spells at each other. Okay. It was a really cool idea. And I realised the other day while looking for, hey, what Kickstarters have have I still got to come? <laughs> I kickstarted this about three fucking years ago and completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> kickstarted it. I apparently received the Steam key at some point. Logged that Steam key. Logged in long enough to receive my like special bits for having kickstarted <laughs> it. And did not touch it again. Ha <laughs> ha. Logged into it the other day. Apparently, it is a game that is dying. There is still a community for it. Ah. But I wouldn't want to play multiplayer anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all right. It uses hexes now instead of squares. Yeah. The the art's all right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically more chaos. Yeah. Although I was sitting there playing it going, I should kind of get a Spectrum emulate. <laughs> <laughs> Proving that it was just a really good game. Yeah. And, and remains thus. What about you? Uh, I've played a couple of other things. Yes. Uh, I played a bit of Fall Guys Season 2. Oh, how, how is the, the Big Eaters doing? Uh, the Big Eaters is doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of things I didn't expect. Um, all the Season 1 content is still in rotation. The Season 2 stuff's mixed in with it. Okay. Um, I, I was playing a lot more Season 1 stuff in Season 2 than I expected to be. Okay. Not necessarily a bad thing, just where my expectations were set at. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been enjoying some of the new Season 2 games. Um... They seem to have a better idea of what people do and don't enjoy, presumably based on people's reactions to season one. Uh, there is a great game where you all you have to do to, to to pass to the next round is jump through six hoops. The thing is, you've got all of these movable um, ramps, and you can grab and drag the ramps to where you need them, but if you're dragging the ramp, you're not climbing up the ramp, and if you drag it into position, someone might run up the ramp while you're dragging it and jump through the hoop. It's this real, like, mind game of how close can I move it so that they won't think it's close enough yet, but I'm pretty sure I can make that jump. Okay. Um, it's it's a real, like, mind game situation. There's a, there's a lot of stuff with moving blocks around that you're going to later have to climb. Um, it seems to be a big motif of a lot of the Season 2 games. Okay. Uh, there's one where... Your aim is just, there's a big wall. There's blocks of different sizes. Line them up in such a way that you can get up that wall. But again, you are trying to get there while not letting other people get there. And that can be... It's its chaotic, but fun. Okay. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with the Season 2 I games. I see that there is some Halloween stuff. And there is some Halloween stuff. Uh, I might go in just to get some Spookma stuff. Yes, I, I know that that's uh, the, uh, the lovely Jim that we know has been saving up all of their their points to get all of the Spookmas things. All of the Spookmas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've played some Season 2 Fall Guys. Continues to be a fun, fun little game. Yay. Um, And I played some Among Us, which is the game that all the kids are talking about that I didn't know sus. anything about. Yeah. So the general concept of this is it's one of those hidden role games. Um, you're a bunch of little people on a space station and you've all got jobs to complete that'll be like, ah, oh, go fix the wiring or swipe this key card in this thing or make sure the uh, the oxygen system's working. But one player is is a murderer and they don't have any tasks to do. They just have to not seem suspicious and seem like they're doing tasks and do a murder uh, and slowly kill off the crew. And... 
anytime someone finds a dead body, they can report it and do a big meeting, and uh, everyone then has to discuss, well, I think it's this person because this, uh, the whole... The whole argumentative stuff that happens in a hidden role game. Mm-hmm. Um, you can vote to throw someone out the airlock. Mm-hmm. And the game ends when either the team has all completed their tasks or the killers have killed everyone that is not the the killers. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely a game that benefits from being played uh, over voice chat with other people. Yeah. Um, it is It is a game that it works best... I feel like it works best if you know the people that you're playing with and you can hear them talking so that you can, as with any hidden role game really, try and go, I know what you're like, you sound, that, you're not being honest with me. <laughs> um, it, it always helps to be able to hear the actual voice of a person. Um, it is It is chaotic, but the game's got a lot of like customizability that can really help to tailor the kind of experience that you get. Um, Things like, for example, um, you can make it so that when someone's doing a task, it visually indicates, like, ah, the machine has lit up because they're genuinely doing the task. Um, But if the the killer tries to do it, they're not really doing the task, so it won't light up. Or you can make it so that, like, that doesn't happen and a person faking a task looks just like a person really doing it. Like, there's, there's lots of, like, tweakable bits of how to set it up. Um, I get why people are really into it. It's it is fun when played with a good group of people. Mm. Um, like it's not the kind of game that I have any interest in joining, like a public lobby and playing with strangers. It's not the kind of game. It's the kind of thing that I want to play with. Like, ah, oh, it's the end of a, it's the end of an evening. We'll all play it together. This will be a bit silly. Um. Mm-hmm. Apparently it can be played on phones and things, okay. um, in that sort of Jackbox style, I believe it's free on phones. I have not tried to play it on phones, I don't know how well it controls or anything, but... Um, the main thought I have about it right now is, the game apparently supports anything from 4 to 10 players, mm-hmm. and it's... You know sometimes when a board game will say supports this many to this many players, and you're like, mm, does it though? <laughs> um, yes, yes I do. Yeah. See my reviews. Um, Four people is not enough to play this properly. Right. I th- mm, ten might might be too many. I feel like seven or eight is probably a sweet spot, yeah. in that you you have enough people to hide your your crimes within I and not like get crime. caught. Because with four people, like you know, it, it's it's over way too quickly. Ten, there's way too much, you know, subterfuge and shouting back and forth. Yeah, four doesn't make sense because like. One person gets killed, one person is the killer, the other person saw the killer. <laughs> yeah, it it's one of those things, like, I feel like 7 or 8 is probably the the sweet spot for that game, which is a reasonable number of people to get together for an online game mm-hmm. at the same time, but if you can get the people together, it's I get why people are, are having a good time with it. Also, mm-hmm. interestingly, I thought it would be a good game for streaming at some point, maybe, but probably not, because... Hidden role games are not great because you can't really do chat interaction in case the chat ruins who yeah, the hidden role person is. That you're going to get someone in chat who's like, yeah. oh, I'm messaging this person directly. Yeah, or like you can't really talk about what you're doing because you might be doing something secretive. Like I'm sure there are ways to stream it. It does not seem immediately like a game I would enjoy streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, what about you? Have you played anything else? I've been playing some Mario World. Yeah. Yeah, not 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 played through that in a while. Um so I'm just I I pick, I made the mistake of picking my Switch up. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I'm not paying for anything on here since I've got uh, internet access on here. Might as well see what's uh, been added to the SNES store. <laughs> Mario World best game ever. We'll play through that. Awesome. Um <laughs> Yeah, loving it. I've just got to Choco Land. Um, Continues to be a good, the good Mario game that you like. It's the best Mario game. I'm glad. I'm uh, glad you're having a good time. I'm I'm trying to make sure I get all the exits to all the different places. Yeah. I've done all the Switch palaces, so I've got all of the advantages now. Yeah. I'm gonna try and do all of Star Road, and the fact that I can do little rewinds really makes the whole thing much more bearable. It is. Is basically adult with a job mode. Yeah. Because it, it, when I was a teenager, I had time to get good and spend hours and hours and hours doing the same thing over and over <laughs> and over again. And that would have been fun. Backtracking back to Top Secret Land to get more feathers and a Yoshi. <laughs> like, yeah, that would have been brilliant fun. But now I don't have time, but I would like to experience it again. So it's just like, like oh, okay, I fucked up. That was my fuck up. I know how to do this. I've done it multiple times before. I, I am at a point in my life where I will also use the rewind thing on retro games. Add it with the job mode. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> uh, have you played anything else this week? Uh, that uh, Oh, I've been, I've been still playing through uh, Beyond a Steel Sky. Yeah. I'm finally making some pro- pro- progress with that. Hooray! Yeah, it's it's fun in a very nostalgic kind of way. Like, I'm enjoying the humour of it. But, like, there is a lot of, hey, here is a thing from the, the original game. Do you remember the original game? Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 you remember the original game? It had this in it. Look at this. This is from the original game. Ah! Okay, now look over here. Look at that. We put in another thing from the other original game. Ooh. Ooh. We're going to reference that thing too. Ah! ah. You can see this, but in 3D. Uh, like... There's one point where you get you go to a museum of like old history. Yeah. And it's like, oh okay, that is literally just a scene from the first game that you've made 3D and stuck in a room. And here's like bit tons of bits from the first game that you've just put in parts around this room and it's like, ooh, this feels pandery. Yeah. Real pandery. Um I will experience more of it. I will report back <laughs> as I progress. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not sure how much of that is me just sitting there going, it's the thing! Because there yeah. has been a lot of, it's the thing! Yeah, and it sounds like it is t- really tiptoeing. It could go either side of that line, whether that's going to be good or not. Yeah, I, I mean, what I really want it to do is spend more time being its own thing. Yes. In that world. Yeah. And I'm hoping that we will come to that soon, because I think I'm probably about halfway through the game at this point. Fingers crossed. Mm. Yes. Uh, anyway. What, 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 what that's that's everything I've played. Well then. Time for this. Yeah. I see you've applied to uh, be recognised within the industry. Uh, um, yes, I I, uh, I hit all the metrics and I, 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 I wanted to hit the thing and I, yeah, I wanted to get the thing. Yes, I see you've been writing relevant articles for a number of years now. 
Uh, yes, yes, yes. And you've been uh, engaging with, with an audience of sorts? Y- yes, yes, indeed. Um, I, I sent all the, the links. Uh, you yeah, can so check you... all my credentials. And you want to be uh, a, a, a big name on our particular platform, do you? Um, ideally, yes, please. I, I, I would like that. Yes, well, we usually like to have people with a million followers. Well, I mean, I if I can't get the recognition on the platform to grow, it's very unlikely I'm going to reach that. I mean, we could just bury you under a number of other channels. Uh, well, I think that my content's really good and that it would be really helpful to just give it that little nudge to get it seen more. Yes, but you don't already have a million followers in a platform of your own. No, I'm I'm hoping that this will be a stepping stone to getting there. Denied. The internet has spoken. Uh. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the museum. Uh, we've got lots of lovely image-based exhibits up today. Um, first of all, we've got a lovely selfie, as you can see here. Ooh. Uh, next up on our tour, we have... A photograph of the Wi-Fi password. Ah. Uh, it's kept here just just in case, just so that we can avoid looking at the back of the router. Now we've got eight of the same selfie in a bit of a collection, just just trying to find the correct selfie. Mm. We, 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 we've put these as a collection. We think they work well as a, as a full piece. We could have got rid of the ones that weren't the selected selfie, but, you know, here they are. Oh, is that a blurry image of somebody's finger where they thought they'd turn the camera off already, but they hadn't actually hit the power button properly? Exactly. What a good eye you have for this. And here is the entire wing of the phone camera roll museum dedicated to cute cat photos. What's behind that curtain? Oh, oh, um, you shouldn't look behind that curtain. Um, that's, that's, what, 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 don't even, quick, delete, delete everything behind the curtain. What have you watched? Uh, what have I watched this week? What? Um, we've finished watching Parasite the Maxim, which we've been watching for the last couple of weeks. It was very good. Yeah, it definitely got better by the end than it was in its first few episodes. Yeah, it had some iffy moments at its beginning. Yeah, like, it got way better. If, if you can get through the opening few episodes having um, a certain degree of, oops, it's funny that the alien hand touched a boob of someone who probably didn't want it touched, um... By the end, it was pretty superb. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was quite quite heartfelt. It had some good action. It was a yeah, uh, real it was quite moving in a way I didn't expect. Yeah, the 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 sort of final act of the narrative was really good. Yeah. I'm I'm glad we watched it. Mm-hmm. It's nice to watch a thing that's one season that's like twenty something episodes and is just done. That's it. Yeah, it it's done. We did it. We finished. Da-da-da. Yeah, I would definitely recommend that as. Some interesting bo- body horror anime. Yeah, I I understand why people love it, mm-hmm. even if like it has to come with some caveats for how it starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What have you watched this week? Uh, we started watching Kupo season three. Kipo and the Age Kipo, of Wonder Beasts. Kupo. Uh, Kupo's... She's not a Moogle. No, Kipo <laughs> and the Age of Wonder Beasts season three is on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, we we've started watching it. We've, we have. We've got a bit of a way to go. But it was that beautiful day of oh, we finished watching Parasite and Maxim. What are we going to watch now? I guess this is going to be doom scrolling. Oh my god, there's new Kipo play. <laughs> it, it dropped at exactly the right moment we needed it, <laughs> it to. Um. Yeah, season three has been really interesting so yeah. far. Uh, wastes no time getting getting on from where season two mm-hmm. finished. Um, 
I have been enjoying some of the the plot stuff about trying to get factions that don't like each other to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm enjoying the stuff about how easy it can be for people in power to twist the truth and make it look like they are good and everyone else is, is bad. Mm. Um, there's a lot of very like, oh, this feels very relevant. Yes. Um, yeah. It continues to be good. Yay. Yeah. You got any thoughts about it? I enjoy it. It's very colourful. I love all the characters. Yeah. I love, like, just the weird interactions from the different creatures. Yeah. The soundtrack continues to be very good. Yeah. As does the animation. Yeah. Um, I like its use of colour. I very much enjoyed the fictional play that was <laughs> relevant early on in the season. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It had sort of Ember Island players from Avatar <laughs> vibes to it a little bit. Yeah, keep yeah, keep it's, continues to just be enjoyable. It's it's dark, but it manages to sort of set that off against just here are the timber cats and they love their yarn. Yeah, it's enough levity to not ever feel bogged down in. Oh yeah, what's happening is actually quite sad and terrifying. Yeah. Because like, we're, we're looking at yeah. some bad but, things this season. But, but here's a snake that's struggling to tune a guitar. That's a bit silly. It's not got hands to tune it with. It doesn't. That, that makes it quite difficult to tune. And also, can we redeem the truly unredeemable? Well, we shall see. Mm. Um, yeah, continues to be just a very yeah, pleasant watch. Loving it. Yeah. Any others? Uh, not really. It's not been a very heavy watch week it this hasn't week. It's been a very heavy watch week. Like... I've watched some more VFX artists react to things, yeah, and and stuntmen react to things. It's yeah, it's been a watch light week. I've mostly been working. Yeah, same. It's been a work heavy week. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of trying to get through games because I'm like, oh shit, there's a bunch of games that I'm supposed to have opinions about, and they've all sort of backlogged up a bit, and I need to I need to get them under control now before next generation consoles happen. Yeah, I've been wrestling to do like two reviews a week for board game stuff so you know and then like can I get pictures together for an opinion piece oh that's going to require some serious photoshop time <laughs> no I don't have time for that and everything else but oh, anyway no. yeah, working, working hard and, and getting just some like uh, just casual easy watching stuff I've, yeah. I've, I've watched a couple of the like drawfy live stream yeah. videos that have gone up Yeah, it's lovely to watch them chat and, and draw stuff it's- Honestly, that's been about where my brain's been at watching-wise this week, has been stuff that I can just pleasantly have on in the background while I'm working. Drawfee's always good yeah, for that. Just the sound of pleasant people talking. Yeah, that like, if I if I tune out mentally for a second, and I, it's, it's fine, I've not missed anything too important. Exactly. It's been one of those weeks. Mm-hmm. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Time for this! Laura, Laura, have you got any sponsor? Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you need something delivered in a hurry? I do need something delivered in a hurry. Do you need it done inexpensively? I, I do, that would be preferable. Would you like it to be named after a god? Well, I, I suppose so. Some kind of messenger of the gods, perhaps. Uh, hmm. See, theoretically that sounds like a good idea, but I think I know where we're going with this one. That's right, check out Mercury. Oh. It's that delivery company that are named after the swift messenger of the god. They're mm. great. <laughs> They're not so great. They're available. I mean, I can't deny that. They are available, and sometimes they are the only available option. I mean, I've never sent anything with them, I'll be honest. I've received things with them. 
and if the Have sending if the sending thing is like the receiving experience or the not receiving experience, I mean I've received things from Mercury, but um I think the worst part of that was the time that we had ordered a ladder to get the thing off the roof and the <laughs> last one that delivered to us. And they yeah, that that I think was left with a neighbour in a yeah. neighbouring city. Or there was that one where they just threw it down a flight of stairs to the front door so that it was just yeah. smashed beyond repair. Yeah, and then it rained and that whole area flooded. Oh and yeah, the box was basically just mush. Yeah. You couldn't get the cardboard out of the thing that was in there. That is true. I mean, yeah. it was mostly cardboard in there as well. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's not not the best uh, delivery experience I've ever had. Yeah, but, but they are paying us for this bit, so... Check out Mercury, enter the code QMPS139, and you can get £139 off your first 140 shippings with them. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a pound, like, just slightly over a pound each. Uh, under a pound each. I mean, I mean, just for the, for the extra quid, just go for someone better. Or deliver it by hand. I mean, take a yeah. bus. <laughs> I mean, not, not right now, but... That's, that's Mercury. Yeah. Sorry about that. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. So, I've been working on new strategies for how we can uh, fleece as much money out of the market as possible. I like it. Exactly. And I think I've got uh, our, our next big thing. Sure. So... This this starts uh, starts off easy. We just make a shitty, unpolished, unfinished game. Yeah. Like, the bare bones, it, it technically runs on the machine. You can walk around. There's a bunch of half-finished, uh, you know, app store assets in there. Yeah. Yeah. And now here's the magic trick where I think we're going to turn this into, into money. Right. We add in, like, a few lines of dialogue. Yeah. That are self-referential. They go, hey, player... There's no game here, right? What's going on with that? It's almost like a comment on the games industry or something. I don't know. We'll get we'll get like an ex games journalist to write some, you know, sure, fanciful sure, whack sure. nonsense about it. But base, base... is that one about Carl calling the game? <laughs> I, I I mean that works. Electronic Actor Softworks presents fanciful wank nonsense. Exactly. So like we get a few lines that go. You know, we acknowledge the fact there's no game in here, and we may, you know, vaguely allude that oh, maybe there is a game in here. You just have to work out the secret code. We don't. Maybe explic- it's an ARG. Yeah, we don't explicitly say no, that, and we don't no, explicitly no. say we'll update it. But we kind those, of ARG things are. We kind of like expensive. imply that the whole point of the game is oh, it's a commentary on the games industry being really lazy, yeah. and because we commented on the fact that we've been really lazy we're free of criticism absolutely and yeah. at that point it's meta and people it, fucking love meta exactly you can't criticize us for being lazy if the whole point of the game is look how lazy we were right i i i, I think we're onto a winner here i think we can we can because here's the thing anyone that you know complains oh that's you know that's not good that that's not a you, you're being lazy yeah they just didn't get it right that's it you, you can go oh you didn't get our smart meta commentary like the gamers they got it they're smart you are a fucking genius i know so <gasps> what has gone in your earmates what has gone in my earmates um I listened to a couple of bits of music this week. Again, not Aww. a not a terribly listen heavy week. Um, mm-hmm. Let me let me pull up the list. 
I should have had the list. Too up busy by now. playing. No time. No time for. No time for, for listens. For listens or watches. Uh, right. Um, so I listened to a track uh, called "Delicate, Petite, and Other Things I'll Never Be" mm-hmm. by Against Me. Uh, good punk track about those days where you just kind of wish you could a, a little more assimilate, be a little like feel a little less out of place sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just that whole like. I mean, I I like who I am, but also like, could I just like a a little a little more like that? Maybe could I just be a foot shorter so I didn't have to hunch to hear people? Yeah, yeah, like that. Those kind of feelings you have sometimes. Good track. I oh, I don't cool. listen. It, it's off of the album Shapeshift with me, which I don't listen to often enough. Like some no. good tracks on there. No. Um. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of the first albums I, I bought of this. Yeah. Um. I also listened to a track called Nobody Likes the Opening Band by I'm I'm No Chess Man. Um it it starts off as a it's this sort of like piano led track from a mask vocalist. Um it's quite slow and ambling, and it starts off initially I wasn't sure about this track, because it starts off putting an undue amount of blame on the opening act for people not liking the opening act. I think it's meant to be audience perspective. It's a lot of the sort of excuses people give for why they're not paying attention to the opening act. It's like, oh, you know... Do you think they play this as the opening act? I That's the impression I get. Um, very much being like... Oh, the joke you know, works less well yeah, on an album. They're, oh, they're playing second-hand instruments and uh, they're probably, uh, just, you know, being a, being a bit harsh on the, the opening act and then sort of the latter half of it is, hey, maybe you as the audience, like, don't just ignore the opening act because they're not someone you know, they're not the ones you came to see, mm-hmm. you need to give them a bit of energy for them to give you it back. Like, this is a two-way street. Exactly. You know, don't just stand there staring at the opening act. Get into it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's always a real shame when you have an opening act that is fucking killing it and just not getting love from the crowd. Yeah. Like, I'm the kind of person I love being front and centre on the barrier and I will always like even if I don't know the opening act I will make an effort to be like I'm going to give you some fucking love I'm going to be up here dancing about giving a good um, scream uh, Frank Iero yeah exactly I'll just be there like yeah give give some love because you 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 deserve it You've, you've you've come out first with all of the expectation of you're not the people I came to see and like I've seen some great opening acts yeah um one of my favourite opening acts is still when I went to see Ninja Sex Party and they were opened by Planet Booty, Yay. who are probably the... In terms of, like, capturing the the audience as an opening act, they did the best job I've ever seen. They mm-hmm. fucking won that audience over incredibly well. Um, yeah, they give good show. They give good show. Um, but yeah, it, more respect to opening acts. you got to go give them some love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also listened to a track called... R slash Edgelord okay. uh, by a band called J-E-R. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's pronounced like Jer or if it's... Uh, it's all capital letters, so... Um, it's a sort of... A, a little bit of a mix between pop punk and a bit of Scar. Right. About having to cope with shitty Edgelord trolls on the internet and how much better the internet would be if people were just less <laughs> shitty to each other. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, I can get behind that, that mm-hmm. message. Um, 
What about you? What have you listened to this week? I'll be honest, I have listened to Nish Neosisaregis Mouth Dreams again and again and again. Yeah, any any particular track? We've given Ain't. it like a week and a bit <laughs> since it came out so we can maybe talk about it a little more. Uh, I have listened to Ain't on repeat. That is, I think, the last track it's on the, the album. It's the last track on the album. Yeah. It is Say It Ain't So crossed with um, Night on Bear Mountain. Yes. Um... There's there's a few on there that I've I've gone back to a few times. There's that one that's got um oh I know it's it's Foo Fighters Everlong mixed. Oh, Aerolong. Yeah, Aerolong. Aerolong's pretty good. I don't miss you, babe, and I do want to miss a thing. Yep. Um, the <laughs> Stacy's Mom one on there. Oh, uh, where is my mom? Yeah, where is... is where is my mind? Cross with Stacy's mom. Yeah, yeah, that is that is another good one. Um, there's there's a few on there that I particularly like. I like the Johnny Cash one as well, where he keeps being like, "When I was when, when I, I was, was a baby, when I was a baby, when I when I was a train, <laughs> when I was a train." <laughs> Well, Mama said, always be a baby. <laughs> um, and uh, SpongeBob, we will rock you. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, that. that. That whole album is that good. That stomp, stomp, clap. Oh. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on. Like, as soon as I'm talking about it, I'm like, I do love this album it's a lot. So I very much enjoy the uh, baby back ribs with uh, the beautiful people. Oh, there is so much going on in that track. Yeah. There's like two other tracks in there as well. I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> Like that track is amazing, yeah. It's 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 a good album. It's a really good album. <laughs> Neil Cesaregia continued to make sounds do good things together. Yes, please. He helped sounds make friends with each other. The fr- the sounds make good friends. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, we're probably gonna have to wait another three three years for another album. That's fine. I can listen to this one on loop for three years. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen to that. I listened through uh, mouth silence and mouth. Words again yeah. as well, uh, but then went back and listened to just <laughs> ain't a bunch some more. Um, <laughs> it has mostly been that I've caught up with uh, Magnus. Yes, or stayed up with Magnus. Same. Um, mm, I have thoughts, um, but I cannot talk about any of them on this show. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I quite enjoyed that episode we got recently. That was an episode of respite. Yeah. I'll, you, you, if you know the one I'm on about, I know yeah. The episode. And the one that directly followed it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Was good, good, and yeah. made my skin crawl. Yeah, a bunch. that really ramped things back up again. Yeah, um, it's like... it reminded me of the garden one from earlier this season. Yeah. Like I, and it's kind of made me want to do like a really fucked up tabletop RPG of like Magnus Archive stuff. Oh, I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> You haven't got a visual imagination. It'll be fine. Uh, I still have a visceral response to certain things. Well, I won't have the sound effects in the background, so you'll probably be okay. Things are still scary. <laughs> I just thought that would be quite a cool thing to do sometime. Like, just like oh, indeed. How how would we RPG like dealing with uh, an agent of the flesh, for example? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I I continue to love that series. It's nice that like a bunch of people on the Stone Monkey Radio Discord have been listening to it recently. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just getting periodic updates of, got to the end of season four, I got to the end of season three, cool, it's good, isn't it? Can't say anything. Got to the end of season four, it's good, isn't it? Ha! I have thoughts. Ha! <laughs> 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 That's a good show. You should listen to it's it. It's a great show. More people should listen to it. Yeah. Um. And I don't know what I'm going to do when it ends. 
I'm probably going to be really sad because I just I I have the opinions about where it might be going. Yeah, same. Oh. Well, that's everything I've listened to this week. Well then, time for this. Right, right, yeah. So we've got this idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna uh, try and uh, turn this. Uh, we're gonna design a board game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very much based on this uh, new video game that lots of people really like. It. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Now a lot of people don't know that 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 video game is actually based on a much older board game. Oh, okay. So we're just going to re-release the board game. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. No, we we're building this completely from the ground up based on the video game that's based on. That board game. Oh, well, what are we going to do that bases it on the video game and not the board game? Well, I mean, it's, it's got uh, collectible things and uh, some worker placement aspects. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yes. And um, we've noticed that the, uh, the, the one thing I very much like is that the video game makes a lot of money. Yes, yes, yeah. they've noticed. Yeah, so I would also like to make a lot of money. Uh, what's the plan? Well, I've noticed that they include microtransactions... In the game, okay. And I want to bring that re- that feeling right to the home. Oh, so you're suggesting like, oh, do you want to get the the, the better character that will help you beat your friend in this board game? Well, send us some money and we'll post you a blind bag that will have a character and maybe it's the one you want. Absolutely, I'm I'm proposing that people buy boxes of blind bags so that they can experience the game whenever they we don't want them having to wait for us of course they just buy a box of a hundred a thousand uh, blind bags and then you know they they play the game they get to a point where they've earned a loot box oh and then they uh you know they have to you know probably go around the board and find a key or something and then they can open one of the blind bags. Oh, wonderful. And we're going to charge them to keep buying more of these because like, once they've opened them all, oh no, you can't play the game anymore because you don't have any blind bags exactly. on the blind have, bag you space. You won't have the experience. I mean, you will have that shiny character. We, we, we dunked some of them in glitter. Oh, wonderful. Exactly the same model, exactly the same colour, but some <laughs> of them we've just, you know... Got the craft herpes on. Ooh. Uh, I think this has been very productive and I'm very ready to move into mass production of our very important oh, board game that is definitely just not a way of selling black bags. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, one last idea. What if we yes. just ship a card reader in the box so they can pay us directly there and then? You are some very clever type of person, I would <laughs> oh, say. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Wonderful to see you. Oh, it's wonderful to see you. How's the business? Oh, it's going wonderfully, splendiferously. Well, yes, yes. Jingles mustache. I must say, that's that's a smashing stovepipe hat you've got. Oh, I know, I know. And it's a wonderful tweed jacket you've got today. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes. I got, I got it down on the Savile Row. I must say. Your, your eyes are looking stunning in, in today. Is that a new monocle? Oh, yes, yes. It's two new monocles, in Two fact. new monocles. <laughs> absolutely staggering. I know, it's all the rage these days. Oh, hey, that is the new style in London. Oh, yes, yes. And is that a new pair of shiny, shiny shoes? Oh, they're so shiny, I can see my reflection's reflection in them. Wonderful. Yes, it's, it's wonderful. You could actually see forever. I, uh, <laughs> I nearly I nearly caused a, 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 a young uh, a urchin youth. on the streets who was uh, offering to shine me shoes, Governor. Uh, and yes, it caused him nearly to lose his mind staring into the infinite oh, abyss wonderful. of my shoes. Oh, wonderful. You've got such good taste in yes, shoes. Yes, well, I mean, you have incredible taste in 
other things too, dear boy. That's how do you? Yes, I... Would you, uh, care for a kiss? Indeed, of course. Then I shall kiss you now, Of course, bro. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes. Splendid. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm very glad that you've kissed me as well. We've each kissed. We've each kissed. Kiss me, you'll kiss for me. Indeed, indeed. Yes, perhaps hug. Yes, 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 there you go. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yes, well, anyway, I must be about checking on the mills. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Wonderful to see you. Yes, yes, love you. Bye. Love you. Questions, time. It's time for questions. What's the questions? Crimson would like to know what unlikely character do you want to see as a fighter in Smash? I want to see someone from like not a f- not not a game that has any combat in it whatsoever. <laughs> Let's get Mama from Cooking Mama. She's got a rolling pin. Yeah, oh. she got a ro- rolling pin. Uh, <laughs> she's got knives. She she could throw hot hot food at you. Like ah, oh, I just took this tray out of the oven with my oven gloves on. Aha! I threw the hot chips at you. <laughs> oh no, hot chips! <laughs> Heck. Uh, I don't know what her special would be. Oh, she gets very angry and she shoots you out the kitchen and you take massive damage. And you just fall off the edge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, there was no world outside the kitchen. Ah. How about like the kitchen door is like a teleporter to just like off the ledge? And you'd have to do like your double, triple jump. <laughs> I, to I get mean, back I on just again? had the thought she just shoved you in the oven. That's the final smash. <laughs> oh no, you have been cooked. <laughs> just chops you, kicks you in the oven. <laughs> Yeah, fries you on all sides. Yeah, and then you go flying off the screen. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> three-star meal. Oh, God. Only a three-star, Captain Falcon. Wait, three Captain Falcon, three rather st- strum- stringy. Three stars is the maximum oh, okay. you can get on a thing. It's three out of three. So when I last played Cooking Mama. About what, a decade ago. What character would you put in Smash? Purple Tentacle. <laughs> from, from Day of the Tentacle. Of course, it, of course you would. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't have particularly good range or ability to move, but they do have the diminuator, so they could make other other fighters small and then Ah. fight tiny versions of them. Uh, I'll I'll put in... I'll go for a real deep cut. I'll put in the origami rabbit from To the Moon, and if you don't remember what the origami rabbit means, your character gets knocked out. There you go. That's... There you go. That's a fighter for Smash now. Oh, heck. What does the origami rabbit mean? I don't know. Pfft, you lost oh. a life. What does it mean? I don't know. Lost a life. Oh no. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's any others, but I can't think of any, so I'm just going to stop. Uh, Larry Ellingham asks, fill in the blank. Oh no, person is actually two adjective nouns, and they're taking over the ship. Ah, oh, Jane is two purple tentacles, and they're taking over the ship. True, I am that. I, I, I hope you can still love me, even though I'm two purple tentacles I, taking. I still ship. love you, be, even though you're two purple tentacles taking over the ship, because you're my two purple tentacles taking over the ship. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Best hugs. <laughs> uh, oh no, Laura is actually two large, cute bunnies <gasps> in a trench coat. I am taking. Gives a, myself a big cuddle. <laughs> taking over the ship. Taking over the ship, and it's adorable. I'm not taking over the ship. I'm it's too adorable. I'm too busy being like, oh heck, I'm adorable. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> oh no, Becky is actually 
Two horny subs subs. <gasps> They're taking over the ship. Oh. They're not. We just glare at them. And it's, it's all fine. Stop it. <laughs> Subby. <laughs> Callum Cerner asks, uh, do you have any collections that started by accident? I started picking up some volume ones of manga uh, that I had previously enjoyed uh, uh, as anime. And now I'm really loving reading the reading experience of the volumes and I'm wanting more. Oh... I don't know. Have you got any collections? Collections. Um, collections. Boxes. Like, I really like boxes. Never planned to start a collection. Because I knew that if I started a box collection, it would be one of those things, oh, Jane's reading into boxes. We'll just get her a box. Yeah. For, like, every, any kind of gift. It's just, let's not think about it. Let's just get her a box. Like... Mm, I tell very few people about my interest in boxes. Yeah. Um, and I have like three really nice ones that sit with all the Rubik's Cubes downstairs. Yes, and... I'm aware of those boxes. Yes. Ah, okay. <laughs> wow. Um, and I'm very, very happy with those boxes. I like them very much. They're teeny tiny. I will use this knowledge uh, wisely and not abuse it. <laughs> sparingly. I use this knowledge sparingly. <laughs> um. I, I guess one that was a bit of an accidental one is I own all of the My Chemical Romance albums on vinyl, which Ooh. started as there was one they did called Conventional Weapons, which was like a bunch of unused oh, tracks yeah. uh, uh, that were like from the scrapped album before Danger Days. Mm-hmm. And those were releasing like in real time as the tracks were released. And I picked up all the Conventional Weapons ones and was like, well, at this point, I might as well get... Danger Days and the Black Parade and Three Cheers and I bought you my bullets and now I have oh and I have Nana Na on vinyl. I have I'll have a lot of MCR vinyls. You've got a lot of vinyl full stop. Yeah. And no currently no record player. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. You should get you like a proper record box to keep them safe. Yeah. Because yeah. I know the is it the vampire soundtrack? Oh yeah, the vampire the one. Which is probably not great considering how it's been stacked, but I mean, I got given that for free and I have no <laughs> real care for it. I keep all my good ones good. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get you a nice aluminium flight case at some point to no. keep, you, keep your vinyls in. Keep your vinyls safe. Yeah. And you can be like a DJ and just sit there and like finger through it. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Yeah. Uh, Boothany Turner. Hi. <laughs> Asks, help, I have a skeleton inside me. What do? Um... Make peace with that knowledge. Yeah. Befriend it. Befriend it. And, and try and convince it to help you overthrow capitalism. Yeah. Ask it to fight on your behalf when the skeleton war eventually occurs. Yeah. Um. Just befriend it. And then when the skeleton skeletons ultimately uprise, just, you know... Be like, hey, I've got a skeleton in me. I'm. Sh- will you vouch for me? Hey, skeleton, I will be your flesh puppet friend. <laughs> you can just pilot me around and I help me in, uh, I'll help you infiltrate the other humans. <laughs> and you can liberate all the other skeletons. <laughs> or something. Uh, Drop, hi, Drop! Asks, uh, is there any food recipe that you have wanted to try cooking? Oh, hmm. I don't know. Um... I, I think I've generally tried the ones that I would want to try that I think are within my conceivable skill range. What about you? I feel like I should learn to make gyoza at some point because I really enjoy them and Becky makes really good ones. Yeah. I, sh- I feel like I should... It feels like it's a lot of work, though. Like, a lot goes into those gyoza, but they do look fucking delicious. That, like, that giant dumple yesterday. Oh, yeah. The dumple. A full-size dumple. Uh, David asks... If you had a box of 200 sachets of tomato ketchup, 
How many do you think you could eat slash drink in one sitting? I think you would manage the whole lot. I mean, I don't know if I've got the stomach for the whole lot. I'll say this. I'd get really small. I'd get through more of them than I would say if the ketchup was like in bottle form. Because it's only a small amount each time, and then you've got to take time opening the next packet up, which means that like there's a second or so of respite in between. You're not just constantly guzzling it down. Small amounts at a time I could probably do. Can <laughs> I have a drink alongside it? Sure. And in that case, I probably could eventually get through the box. If I had to. I'm just thinking of the phrase uncontrollably guzzling ketchup. <laughs> and I feel a bit ill. <laughs> Too vinegary. <laughs> uh, Michael asks, uh, what is a word out of context that will always make you laugh? Oh, I have a soft spot for the word gumquat. 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 I am a big fan of... Um, Theodolite and also hemoglobin. Hemoglobin. Uh, I wouldn't say that they will get a laugh out of me every time. I do not feel that I have any such triggers, but I do very much enjoy that. I, I enjoy that ones that I'll get a good smile out of the mouthfeel of them. Hmm. I, I enjoy a word with a good mouthfeel. Hmm. Yes, when you can really sort of just roll around the glass and then just really mm, savor it. Really savor the aromas of yes. that word. Hmm. Yes, a fine word tasting. Uh, Lewis asks. Sorry, Louis von Wareham asks, good name, <laughs> asks, uh, is there a piece of media, a book, a movie, TV show, etc., that everyone else seems to love that you just do not like? Uh, there have been a few. Um, I honestly don't rate The Witcher that much. Uh, the, Wi- the Witcher 3? Like... I like the Blood and Wine standalone DLC for it. It's, it's, it's good and fine, and I got through it. It just... I don't see it through the, like, this is the best game, best open world game ever made like lens that a lot of people do. Hmm. I'm like... And you like the first two, right? Pun? And you like the first two, right? Yeah, just... I don't know what it is. The Witcher 3's opening hours are really, really plodding and very linear and... Go head over here to get pick the thing up to head back here to head back here to head back here and there are some good stories to be found in there but I don't think the overall game is fantastic. I think it is a game full of some good moments, some really good moments that is spread out with a lot of padding mm-hmm. and it's a game that I would probably enjoy more if I could just condense it down to the good linear bits of narrative it has. Mm. That's why I like the standalone DLCs for The Witcher 3 more than The Witcher 3 itself. Mm. Uh, what about you? Have you got one? I, I mean, I can't think of one that I've, like, seen and gone, like, I... This doesn't work for me in that context. I can think of a few that people have gone ranting and raving about, and I've watched trailers or, yeah. I've, like, read a blurb and gone, I don't think this is for me. I have yeah. no interest. Um... Scarface, The Godfather, Goodfellas. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of those classic, oh, everyone has to see this movie, it's fantastic. Hmm. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care. There's, there's plenty of other things that I know I will enjoy better that I will spend time on. Yeah, that's it. Like Sometimes it's like, The Witcher 3 is one of those where it's like, on paper I should enjoy this, I've tried it multiple times, it just never, it never feels as great as I feel like it should. <laughs> I mean, I suppose the closest one that I've actually tried would be Undertale. 
Yeah. Like, I love the music in that game. I love a lot of the, the fan art of that game. I love a lot of the things that have spun off from that game. I have enjoyed watching other people play the game. I cannot play it for the life of me. I am <laughs> yeah. so bad at it. <laughs> and like it was I think I think I was like an hour in and it was like I I can barely get like eight screens into this game. Yeah. And that isn't fun for me. That's fair. So I, I, I've installed it like twice, I think, attempted oh. to do things, and just been like, if if you ever want to go through it, I'm happy to be the hands on the control, and you can make the cho- the choices about what to do, and I will be I will be the dodging things for you. Oh, if if, if you would ever like. Mode. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> co-pilot if you like. You you make the menu choices, and I'll do all the bullet hell. Oh heck, I, I'm 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 up for that. If you ever want to give it a go. Okay. Mwah. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Bye. We got any other questions? Oh yeah, questions. We were doing questions. <laughs> the questions we were just talking away. about Undertale. <laughs> you yeah. forget that we're actually doing a show and not just having a friendly conversation. Sometimes, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, um, Basin asks Laura, who has the best butt in Hades, and why is it Dusa? I mean, Dusa doesn't have a visible butt. If they have a butt, we can't see it because it's, it's hidden behind. It's hidden behind their tentacle snakes. Um, I also just I need to say this for anyone who hasn't clocked it yet because I said this on stream the other day and like six people went, "Oh my god!" Um, Juicer is she. She clears up around around the underworld. She's a maid. She's made Juicer. Ah. Ma- made Juicer. Aha. Um. I don't know. I have a soft spot for... Actually, mm, there's a lot of good butts in Hades. I'm going to go with Chaos. Uh, the primordial being of... of just, I don't think I've ever seen Chaos's boot. Uh, judging by the rest of their physique and, physique and uh, extrapolating out, I think Chaos would have a fantastic boot. An unknowable cosmic boot. <laughs> I mean, chaos. You can't you can't nail them down to a single boot. Their their boot could be anything in the oh, cosmic the realms boots. of chaotic existence. Well, uh, Triggy asks follow up question: Which plane has the best uh, butt in a Sobo flight simulator? <laughs> uh, let's let's go let's go with um. Hmm. Like, uh, if we're going with with butts on planes, I'm gonna suggest something like a Cessna. Go small, sleek, aerodynamic. Gets the job done. No bigger than it needs to be. It's just functionally there. Uh, there you go. There's a, there's an answer. I'll take my Airbus A380 elsewhere. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was under pressure. I had to make a choice. You like? I couldn't remember plane. which planes were in that specific flight simulator. I don't even know what flight simulator that is. Make it to me, hi, Can you evaluate some things that are not sex toys in the room on their usefulness as sex toys? Uh, what do we have? In, uh, Gundams? No. No. Tra- Lego? Train? No. no. Um, um, oh, the paddle brush. Uh, that would work. The new, the, 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 the stylus pen. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Okay, because it looked like one of those tiny, like, little saw things. No, it's a little stylus pen. I see. Yeah. I mean, that that probably wouldn't be too bad. Maybe that ends... Lumpy? Maybe... Ooh, lumpy and pointy. Um, yeah. Not not great, but better than the alternatives we've had so far. Um, the paddle brush, probably you could use the handle for that. Lipstick, a little small, but... A little small. I've got a vibrating, fake, fake vibrating yeah. lipstick downstairs, actually. 
Indeed. Uh, um, the Laura K. Buzz uh, oh, no, logo. Oh, no, too pointy. Uh, flag. Flag. T- tiny um, flag. The flagpole might not be too bad. The flagpole might not be too bad. Yeah. It would reach some parts. Yeah. I would worry that I would I would do one clench and snap the whole damn thing in half. Yeah, it's very thin. It is like a tiny, thin plastic mm-hmm. uh, stand the flag is on. Um... I, I guess you could use the glass mimikyu as like I, a, a, some kind of love egg. Like like the the whole put a jade egg up yeah. your vagina thing that uh, I'm now looking at, that, that, wanted at to the do. two um at, at the two pokeballs you've Don't got there. Don't put Pokemon up your pussy. I was thinking that like you tie the strings together and you've got Kegel balls there, right? <laughs> there we go. We we considered putting things up ourselves. <laughs> if, if, are you happy now? <laughs> Uh, Omegon the Sane asks, which 5e class lends itself to a good butt? Or do I need to multi-class to get optimal butt? Um, Don't min-max your butt. No, single class, I would... It seems like a really basic answer, but I'd suggest one of the um, the the melee classes because yeah. they are the classes that are typically built to, you know, working working on the physique, taking strunk. care of their body. The yeah. strunk classes. Um... I feel like a toned butt. I mean, I feel like a lot of the 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 like the magical classes get away with like oh, I'll just levitate over there and yeah. not having to ev- ever See, actually. I think if you were a warlock, you'd have to worry about ending up with a smart ass. Ha <laughs> 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 Um, I, I, you know, actually, best of both worlds. Go for something like a paladin. Yeah. They, they got the they got the melee, but they got the magic, so they can magically spruce up that already quite toned ass. Prestidigitate. Yeah, prestidigitate Prestige. that. Now I have a cinnamon booty. <laughs> Perfect. Mm. <laughs> I'm now just thinking about just nasty, yeah. nasty sex in fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all possible because you can just prestidigitate everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I made it wrong. Alice the Gay's Dungeon Owl, that is still an awesome name, asks which species of owl do you like the most? Oh. Alex, snowy owls, and pygmy owls. Snowy owls are great. Like um, barn owls. Yeah, tawny owls. Oh, like a good tawny owl. Yeah. Oh no. no right, yeah. S- snowy and tawny owls are mm. both great. Mm. Good owls. All owls are good owls. All owls are good owls. Mm-hmm. Owls are great. Yeah, they are. Samuel West coming in with the final question of the day, and it's a banger. Okay. I don't know how it works in the UK, but in the US, we constantly get told in high school that getting a score between 70 and 79 on a test is average. Since this place is average at about 7 out of 10 instead of the mathematically correct 5 out of 10, do you think that the educational system is partially to blame for people getting offended about video game scores? Oh, goodness. Right? <laughs> um, well... I read this earlier, it was like, huh... I mean, yeah. probably. Yeah, that is probably why a 7, 7.5 out of 10 feels like a C grade. When it should not be that no. on a 100 point scale. No, it should not. Yeah, huh. <laughs> it's a real, like, huh. huh. Yeah, yeah, huh. I think that, that might be it. Huh. <laughs> I think you might have just solved video games. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's why getting under an 8 out of 10 feels like, ah, oh, you didn't quite make a B grade, like, you were really mediocre. Yeah. Ah. I mean, I've always worried about that with my board game reviews because I'm just like, it is a, a score out of 10. It is a progressive score out of 10. Yeah. But 
I suppose if you're looking at it from a point of view of this is how we were all educated, anything less yeah. than a seven, like an eight, is is a complete fail. Yeah, and it explains why so many games get in, like so so many reviews end up in that range is because mm-hmm. like that's where the average to good tends to be on on grading. God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> revelationary, <laughs> mind blown, mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um... I'm gonna be thinking about that for a, for a while, huh? <laughs> Thank you, Samuel, that was awesome. Um... That is all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Oh, sure, Justice Warriors. Oh, Justice Warriors. Yeah. Alright, Barry. Alright, Barry. How you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Apparently slightly gravelier than usual. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's that way, isn't it? Surprises you. You know, you don't warm up to it. just like... <laughs> right into the gravel. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You've been out so much? Ah, oh, you know, I've been uh, spending more time on social media than I probably should, you know. Ugh. Get a bit of case of the doom scrolling. Do, do take care of yourself, mate. Oh, I know, I'm doing my best to. But uh, I did notice a thing while I was on the social medias. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a bit of a trend. It's been going on a while. People um, using things that aren't words in social media posts. Uh, you know, putting like the clapping emoji between every word in a sentence to Oof. try and sort of add emphasis or, yeah. oh, I'm going to use a letter from a foreign language but it sort of looks like this English letter so I'm going to put it in the middle of or the word. Or using like a, like a, a mathematical symbol yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it always looks like a stylized version of this letter. Yeah, and or, you know uh, uh, it's really frustrating seeing this stuff because like First of all, often like it's just done in a really tacky and offensive way. Like I've seen uh, the spooky period is coming up, and I've seen a lot of people using um, actual foreign languages and going, "Oh, I'm doing scary demon speak," and oh, you know dear. that's not good oh. generally. But I think I think perhaps the the bigger issue. Um, is for people that need uh, screen readers yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. or the people that have difficulty reading text and may need some help with that. Cause, like a screen reader is not going to read a sentence properly if it's you know got characters that are not the letter you're trying to use. It will not recognise that's a word. Um, you know, if you put those clap emojis in and someone's got a screen reader, it's going to stop between every word to say the word clap emoji, and that's yeah. going to make it unlistenable. Yeah, I, I mind it less in messages like I really would rather people didn't go overboard with it the thing yeah. that really gets me is when people's usernames oh, yeah. are just either just unreadable characters or there's like just like a string oh, of I, emojis put, at either side of it I put 30 emojis in my screen name which is fine for most people but if you're someone with a screen reader yeah. yo, you're going to have to spend like two minutes listening to someone's screen name get read out before you can get past that tweet yeah. and if there's a thread like oh fuck that, yeah. that's it that's just ruined everything exactly that's ruined your day but like on top of that uh, things that aren't quite the letter is not going to be helpful for people who are, say, dyslexic. It's going to make words more difficult to read. Yeah. Uh, people who are partially sighted are going to have a, a, a worse time trying to read things if they are not just the letters they're trying to read. Absolutely. I mean, this has been a pet peeve of mine for a while, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... People don't want to hear it a lot of the time. It's like, well, yeah. you know, with all the other bleakness in the world, let me have my emojis at least. It's like, well... Fine, but do understand what you are potentially doing to people. Yeah. The, you know, I'm not saying never use an emoji again, but, like, 
be one or two. Yeah, be sparing and use them knowing the knowledge if they are not accessible to everyone and that they may have an impact on others. Yeah. Like, you know, you are not the only kind of internet user. There are other internet users to consider who have other needs. Exactly. It's not like something like uh, alternative text where you will have to sit down there and write a description for it. Yeah. It is less effort than that. It's just stop overdoing it with the yeah. emojis and the, the, the if you want to have you know text. if you if your uh, username wants to have you want to have one little pumpkin emoji for the season at the end of it absolutely sure, that's probably not going to harm anyone but don't do like don't do like pumpkin bat pumpkin a couple of stars your name stars pumpkin bat pumpkin yeah it's too much exactly it looks lovely it's a people who can see it indeed virtual oh. oh, luck it's going to be next year, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Well. Uh, not only are they. Yeah. Uh, right, I think I am probably going to be to bed, mate. I mean, same, I think. Right, well, we'll uh, sleep, will we? Sleep, 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 sleep. You too, you too. Laura. Yeah. No, we've made it. We made yeah. it to the end. We've only got to do skits after this. You don't need to know that, though. Mm-hmm. Sleepy. Um, sleepy. Uh, should we just have a nap here? Ah, uh, we should do the should promotion. Do okay. Well, sleep talk your way through where we can uh, find you on the internet. You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. As little as a dollar a month allows me to do this full time as my job. Uh Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I stream on Twitch at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific. Every Friday on YouTube, I upload episodes of Accessibility, which is a show about accessibility and representation in the games industry, edited by the lovely Jane. Oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I've got books. Mm. Uncomfortable Labels, it's out now. It's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum, and is available as a physical book or as an audio book at laurakbuzzstore.com. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt is a silly and serious coffee table book of video game character butt reviews. Uh, It's coming out on February 4th, 2021. It's got a bunch of illustrations in it. I have pretty much got all of the audiobook contributions from all of the special guests ready now. Um, I got one from Justin McElroy today, and it's it's quite a thing to hear. I think you will enjoy it. I I, I might need to send it to you. Um, So that's coming out February 4th, 2021. Gender Euphoria. It's an anthology of non-cis people's positive gender-affirming nice stories. It is coming out in June 2021. I believe June 10th, I believe is the date. Oh, uh, it's coming out June 2021. Um, there's podcasts as well. Ooh. Pixel Squirt. It's about video game character pornography. There's also uh, Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. They're all self-contained stories. There's Podquisition, which is about whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. And I'm on a podcast with Jane. With me? Yeah, you. By Ari. Yeah, tell us about that. It's a fifth edition real play podcast with questionable morals. Um, We're, what, 13 episodes, I think, into the publicly available versions of that. Last one went up last week. Um, yeah, you've you've finally left the Underdark. Yeah. Stuff is happening, and oh goodness, I know what's coming. Um, so yeah, they've the, the party have just joined a cult of people who seem to grow a lot of potatoes. And Bromara seems to think that they're all planning to drink the potato-based Kool-Aid. 
at some point. Um, yeah, it's 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 quite a, a, a fun little mystery we've got coming up. We've got some really fun bits coming up. I'm very excited about bits that people are going to hear soon. Um, we've just recorded the 30th episode of this season. <laughs> so don't worry, we're, we're good till like next June. There's plenty of this series to come. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I, 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 I have my very own Patreon. That's the one that pays my bills. It's uh, patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 75-hour work week. Alternatively, if you want to go up with, like, $10 a month, you can get early access to this very show. It usually goes out on a Wednesday night or a Thursday morning UK time. Um, I think that's the important ones. I've got t-shirts. I've got Halloween-themed Spookake t-shirts yeah. available on my Redbubble. All of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. I think that's everything. Laura, sing us out, please, darling. Until next time, be a stranger.